0: Sad feelings, bad feelings make you so mad. You want to scream. Feelings everyone sometimes has those feelings. When you do, just sing this
1: song. Parker, I know you're trying to help, but you just repress, repress. I'll go Welcome back, everyone, to uh the last episode of Streaming Surfers of the season. Whoop, 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 whoop! Season finale, folks. Season finale. Yes. Uh My name is August Ricardo. And my name is Jesse Davis, and uh we are here. To uh, do the best of the year.
0: Fuck yeah, best of 2020.
1: Right. So, we are in fact recording this before the worst of the year, so I'm just going to lay out the ground rules, because we'll also talk about those in the worst of, but no, we're just going to... It's out of order. Yeah. It's kooky. It's fun. It's kooky. It's fun. Um, We probably won't be covering any news. Yeah, if
0: uh, the need arises, we'll... I'll
1: insert some news here. Yeah. But i doubt it i won't be seeing jesse until i mean i guess i will see you who knows i don't care yeah uh so we probably won't be seeing each other before this comes out uh but if we need to i guess we'll facetime and talk about something. right record it that way if like i don't know the trailer for the new spider-man comes out right or something like that happens if something happens on christmas maybe we'll like insert in some news but as of right now this is a newsless episode but you know, we're here, we're going to talk about the best of the year, so, do you want to just hop into it? Let's hop right fucking into it. Alright, um, what do you want to talk about first?
0: Um, let's talk about, let's go through your list, and then at the end of your list we'll go through whatever was not covered in your list that is on my
1: list. Okay, alright, I, I was going to see if we want to do a ping pong thing, or if you just want to go through one another's, or... Yeah, let's just hop into mine. Um, so this one is kind of cheating, right off the bat. Okay. So, uh, as we laid out previously, the best of 2020, while um, it doesn't stick to our standards of having to be on a streaming service, yes. it does, in fact, have to uh, have come out in 2020. Yes. But as soon as I started making the best of 2020, this came up, and I was like, well, I mean, this didn't come out, but it might as well have. Um, Avatar and Korra. Yeah. I think that, um... That is 100% cheating, but... It's I, cheating, but that being said... I will allow. I will say that... well, sorry, sure, we can do whatever we want. Right. Um, I will say that considering how, I guess, Avatar TikTok just poured out of the woodworks... Yeah. <laughs> ...over the summer. Avatar was a, uh...
0: It was a cultural phenomenon, and then it sort of fell off, and then in the year of our Lord 2020, it made a, a thick-ass comeback.
1: Yeah, it was... Crazy, like, people I never would have thought, like, would ever even watch Avatar, were, like, watching it, and it was so jarring. And then Korra came out, like, a bit later. I say it came out as though, like, we saw our first Korra for the first time ever. But actually, that was the first time I'd finished Korra. I, um... Yeah. I have not
0: finished either series. Slut. But I'm quite familiar with the both of them.
1: Right. Uh, do you think uh, Avatar and Korra are the best of 2020, bearing in mind they aren't from 2020? Um... Yeah, I'd put them on the list, given just, like, the cultural significance that they had. Yeah. Um, Do you think it would have made as much of a comeback if not for, like, quarantine and stuff? Probably not.
0: Um,
1: I think people... It still would have made a big comeback because
0: it was finally on Netflix and people were able to be like, oh, fuck yeah, let's watch it. Right. Um, But having the free time in which to do so was a big part of that as well. That's
1: fair. Do you, um... You don't watch a lot of anime stuff, though. Is that fair to say? Yeah, very. Alright. Are you gonna watch Avatar eventually? Yes.
0: Uh, it's just, like, towards the bottom of my to-watch list.
1: Alright. Uh, do you have anything else you wanna add about Avatar? Um. Or Korra? Korra does not get the respect it deserves. It doesn't. I think that might've shifted a little bit. Yeah.
0: Um, a little bit, but still. Right. Korra is as good or better than Avatar. That's fair, I agree. Um, and... Everyone always treats it like even in the best of times, Corey is treated as like the bastard stepchild the, of, the, yeah, of the family. Uh, the, exactly. Of the of the
1: two children. <laughs> right.
0: <clears throat> there's very clearly a favorite child and a hated child. Right. And uh both of them should be loved
1: equally, if not the younger
0: as the favorite.
1: But, Do you think that maybe think um there's... between a Kiyoshi graphic novel that came out and uh what they said, oh my god, all the way back in our first episode. What a ride we've been on. Do you think that we're going to maybe get a new Avatar series? Um, well, we're definitely getting the live action series. Yeah, but I mean, um, if that does good, do you think that we're maybe going to get a new series? I think we will be seeing
0: new Avatar content in the form of a television series. Um, I'm not necessarily, it. they may be, they may make like a sequel to Avatar and Korra that is live action.
1: I feel like that would be very jarring. It would be. I mean, I guess I wouldn't necessarily hate it, but... Well, I mean, like, say the Avatar show does well, the live-action Avatar show. Well, What's they're gonna have the f- next logical step? A live-action Korra? Right. And then after that, you think they're just gonna continue down live-action? Maybe.
0: I guess. Live-action's the wave. And with the... Like, I think that these series would be better suited for animation if they are going to do a new one, they should do it in animation, but especially with the bearing in mind that it... The the people who watch these shows are the people who grew up with Avatar, who are now in their
1: our age. Yeah. they They're now in their twenties. Um Well, do you know of like any um kids watching Avatar for the first time? Like did your sister watch it? My sister Avatar? did, yeah. Did she like it? She loved it. Both Avatar and Core.
0: Okay.
1: I was just curious if um like kids who hadn't seen Avatar were now starting to watch it, you know?
0: Yeah. And she watched the uh the movie as well and was like, What the fuck is this? It's <laughs> fair. Um in you know, thirteen year old words, but
1: kind of damn the fuck out of some mac and cheese. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Um do you wanna stick with uh animation for a bit? Why the fuck don't we, man? Alright. Um i'm gonna quickly shout out kipo and the age of wonder beasts is one of my favorite of the year it's something i know you haven't seen and it's not something i finished all the way through but that being said it was the first thing i watched when we got into quarantine because i remember i had seen trailers for it and i was like this looks charming yeah but Then i didn't watch it but then i uh you know i actually sat down and i watched the entire first season like a brisk afternoon mm. it's charming it's very fun um i love it i've shown it to a couple friends they seem to like it um I really enjoyed it. It was very delightful. It's uh, also very... One of those shows that, like, knows how long it needs to run, and it sticks with that. That's Cause good. <laughs> they've already released all three seasons across this year. Oh, wow. From, like, March to now. And that's it. It's done. It's wrapped up. I haven't personally concluded it, but what I've seen, I really like. Yeah. It's a very charming uh, post-apocalyptic uh, world with, uh, like, animal-humanoid hybrid sort of being the dominant race. There's, like, frogs who wear suits there's um what's it called there's these characters if you're not if you want to watch it just watch it for like the first season alone because I think the fourth episode has these characters called the Newton Wolves who are these um like dogs that when they got like irradiated and they became super smart and they hold up in like a what's it called an astronomy place an observatory an observatory and then they just started like learning everything they could sure so they have a rap about all the facts they know I love I love that. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's a fun little rap. It's good. Uh, moving on, I just wanted to quickly shout that show out.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, this one I know you've seen. Okay. Albeit you didn't see the episode I intended for this, but I think you've seen enough of the comment on it being good. Okay. DuckTales. Yes, I love DuckTales. That's right. It's magnificent. It is. I, um... What are you up to? I'm up to standing. Oh, okay. I, um, so I had started, like, right at the beginning of quarantine, I watched an episode of DuckTales in the third season where they're trapped in the 90s spinoff of the of DuckTales, where they're teenagers. Yes. And it was, like, making fun of the 90s. It was fun. I, like, I, like... Sure. Good. I feel like we're not quite nostalgic for the 90s yet, but we're like, oh, wasn't the 90s crazy? Right.
0: Like, we're at that point. We're not like, oh, man, the 90s, but we're like, oh.
1: The 90s. The 90s. Tug at collar. Uh... So that was a fun episode, but it wasn't until, uh, later on, actually, like, November, I think, I actually sat down and watched, uh, the episode called Let's Get Dangerous, which is the episode I am using to justify this being on my, uh, yeah. Best of 2020 list, which is a, uh, Darkwing Duck-centric episode, for those of you who don't know, Darkwing Duck was a spin-off <laughs> of the original DuckTales with, um, the character Launchpad McQuack, Yes. I love Launchpad. He's charming as he's, hell. a uh, himbo and he's great. He I love Launchpad so much. Um have you finished the first season? No, I'm only about halfway through.
0: Okay. Uh
1: but yeah, so then this there was a episode with him where he was like teaming up with a uh like duck Batman, I guess is the best way to describe Darkwing Duck.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: And um a young girl played by Stephanie Beatrice, actually, no. Oh neat. For the reboot. So it was a very fun episode. There was like some interdimensional shenanigans where the villains from the original Darkwing Duck were brought to real life. They had to fight them. It was good. It's a very uh, well-made show all around. Yeah. I love DuckTales. I really love it. The animation
0: is great. Um, the casting is fucking inspired. It is. It's... Uh, David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck is phenomenal. Um, and then the three ducks are Ben Schwartz, Danny Pudi, and...
1: Bobby Mohican, I think is his last name? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Um, Who's your favorite duck?
0: Um, That's a complicated question. Because <laughs> Dewey is the most, like, emotionally... The one I'm most, like, emotionally invested in. Because right now he's very, like, concerned about, like, figuring out what happened to his mom and stuff, and his story's, like... Very interesting. Right. Um, Louie is fucking hilarious.
1: Louie is hilarious. And
0: Huey is, like, the brains of the operation, which is the uh, character I'm frequently drawn to. Uh, right. trope. Because you're the Huey? Yeah, I'm the Huey. Right. Um, <laughs> in, in most, uh, like, trios I'm in, uh, we all have a collective, like, five brain cells, and I have at least three of them. Right. So, I, I'm i the Huey, yeah.
1: Um, I really like uh, the, how they're characterized, mainly because, from what I understand, the original DuckTales, they all just kind of went, gee, wow, and they were the green duck, the red duck, and the blue duck, and that was right. the extent they didn't of, really have
0: their own individual personalities, and they were all voiced by the same actor
1: as well. Yeah, and they just went, gee, wow, look at that, Uncle Scrooge. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, I do appreciate that you do have, like, definitive personalities for them. Yes. And, like... They're very well consistently written within those personalities. Oh, absolutely! Like it,
0: it maintains for sure. Yeah, they're all their own distinct people. I also, I, I really like having Donald there, um, as opposed to the original Ducktales where Donald is just nervous. fucked off to go in the in the Navy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I love uh, the black outfit for Donald.
1: Oh yeah, it looks cool. He does. Uh, I love. I just it looks gorgeous. Like it really does. The animation it's very is fluid. Great. It's very um. Like, you can tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Did you agree what I, with what I said, how it's kind of like a TV spider verse sort of style? Yeah. Not necessarily, like, in, obviously, Spider-Verse is CG, and this isn't, or at the very least, not, like... It It's three, quote-unquote, 3D animation, and... A 2D. World. This is yeah
0: 2D animation, and...
1: Yeah. But it has that sort of feel to it. Yeah. That comic booky kind of throwback-y style. Yes. Yeah. I think I also like the villains in Ducktales very much. Yeah, the villains are lots of fun. I like the, the Beagle Bros and, and the Beagle
0: Mom. Yeah, I don't remember her name. I think it's just Mop Beagle. Mop, yeah, Mob Beagle and Fat Rich Duck is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, I don't remember his name either because he's like just dumb Scottish. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's ludicrously Scottish, uh, and also uh, Mark Beaks.
1: Oh, it's Duck so Mark funny. Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw that episode already? Yes. Have you gotten to the uh, Lin Manuel episode yet? Where he's um... no. Oh. What, who is Lin Manuel? Where he's Duck Iron Man. No, oh,
0: no. Forget. Uh, I said the episode it I'm on right now is the one where they're on the. I'm like I have like ten minutes left in it. Uh, where they're on the Duck Greek mythology island.
1: Oh, that one's hilarious. And Doug
0: Hercules thinks he's best friends with Donald, and it's so funny.
1: <laughs> I love that episode. That one's iconic. It is. Uh, it's a very charming show. I'd recommend everyone likes it. There's something in it for everyone, I would say. Absolutely. Also, the the uh, two main female characters are
0: great. Yes. Because well, I've only mentioned the male characters, but the two main female characters, Webby and Mrs... Beakley. Beakley, yes. yeah, are both uh, phenomenal.
1: I like, I very much like it, especially because when I understand also the original, be, uh, Webby was just like, girl duck. Right. Who was also along for the ride and would just go, gee, wow. Yeah. Like, and in, in this,
0: in this trio of ducks, uh, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie, yeah. there are five brain cells, but they belong to none of them, and they all belong <laughs> to Webby, who's not even in the trio. Right. Um, Huey has maybe one, one of them. one. And Dewey has, like... He used to have one, but doesn't anymore. <laughs> but it's still kind of, like, got the remnants, and Louie's just, like, no thoughts, head empty. No, I love all of them. They're great. <laughs>
1: They're great.
0: Uh, Watch DuckTales.
1: Absolutely. Highly recommend. you have anything else you'd like to throw in about uh, DuckTales? I, I can't stop smiling when I'm watching. Like, it's just, it's Honestly, so yeah, it's very charming. Yeah. Every episode is at least, like, a killer one-liner. Yes. At least one, mo- many, usually more. I would say, um... Launchpad usually gets a good one in. Yeah. He's not in every episode, but whenever he is, A1.
0: Yeah. He's in, I think, 29 of the 44 episodes.
1: Yeah. In the speaking capacity. He's like in the background if he isn't. like Yeah. He's just great. They're all great. Everything's great. They are. Um, I didn't know this because I haven't actually seen anything of the third season besides the Darkwing Duck episode and the 80s episode. Mm-hmm. But, um... Apparently this year's Christmas episode is absolutely phenomenal. Uh from what I understand the premise is uh Scrooge and Santa are bitter rivals. Because it's revealed that Scrooge came up with the idea for Christmas to uh as a marketing scheme for the coal industry.
0: <laughs> That's fucking
1: fantastic. <laughs> this is one of the most clever shows I've ever seen, too. It really is. I this is what uh like I think um Gravity Falls very much paved the way for this. Yeah. But this is like what Kids, TV is consistently like, I think we're in a new golden age. Definitely, and we're also going to grow up with some sarcastic ass kids. I mean,
0: we grew <laughs> up <laughs> Right, we grew up with some sarcastic ass kids, and then we made these shows that are going to breed an even sarcasticer.
1: I love that we're already indoctrinating the masses that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is a villain. Yes. <laughs> not a good one, but he is one. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's a good antagonist, he's just not very competent. Like, right. that's what I mean when I say not a good one. All right, moving on? Yeah. Uh, this is, I think, the last animation thing I have. I don't know if you have anything else.
0: I don't think I do.
1: But uh, I have the second-to-last episode of BoJack Horseman, and by that I mean the last episode. Yeah. Uh,
0: the uh, That's the last episode, episode 15 of BoJack Horseman? Yeah. Season 6, that's all there was. There was <laughs> never anything else. That's all she wrote.
1: That's all she wrote. Ambiguous, delightful, very. Uh-huh. Well, I guess not ambiguous, but... um. Thought-provoking, I'd say. Incredibly thought-provoking. So, for those of you who don't know, because I don't think we've really talked about BoJack that much on the show. We have not. We've, like, barely mentioned it. Right. Unless it was, like, in passing in regards to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I spent the better part of uh, two months, I would say, badgering Jesse to watch the show. I knew he'd love it. He'd be like, Ugh, I don't like animation. I'm Jesse Davis. I wear flannels and cardigans, but only when I steal them from August. And then... um, sure. <laughs> So, I tricked him, because uh, we were like third wheeling double dates
0: (laughs) yeah so we we were both single at the time freshman year and we invited some girls over and they both came with dates yeah (laughs) and so uh and one of them brought in oh no yeah they both came with dates yeah and so it was kind of weird but it was it was still a very good night
1: but yeah we all were like friends it yeah, wasn't like we it wasn't like a weird beforehand. experience like it wasn't
0: weird no yeah. um and if any of them were listening which i highly doubt they are but
1: like that was a great time it was a good time. Good, good, time. Job, good time guys so we had this we watched the movie and then i i uh was like oh you know night's still young so i put an episode of bojack horseman knowingly forcing jesse to watching it because he'd be weird for a social situation if he protested right and then he liked it and then when they both went Away with their respective dates We continued to watch it <laughs> Yeah, and just like
0: Never stopped Until we were all the way caught up
1: Yeah So then We spent the better part Of freshman year watching Or first semester Freshman year watching this Yeah And we were all caught up By the um End of the semester actually Yeah Yeah We would just get Massive plates of pizza rolls And just watch the show mm-hmm. So We once ate A hundred pizza rolls In And watched an entire eight. season Yeah So We did that So Uh, fast forward to our sophomore year, where it's revealed that, um, it'll be the last season of Budgeting Horseman. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this is insane. So we sit down, we watch, like, almost all of the first half of it in, like, one sitting. Yeah. If not all of it. No, we watched... Oh, we watched, like, two episodes. Yeah, we watched,
0: like, two episodes of the first half of the 60s, because they did a weird thing where they released the first eight episodes of... Because every season before that had been twelve episodes.
1: Yeah, with the episode
0: eleven being this. Then this one yeah, episode eleven was always like a very good, thought provoking paradigm shifting yeah, climax episode. Yeah. It was the it was the climax of the whole season. Right. Um and so with episode with season six, they released the first half, uh the first eight episodes in October. Yeah. And then the last eight episodes in eight January. Mm -hmm. And so we watched the first two episodes In one sitting And then I came back the next day And we finished it Yeah And then the back half of season six
1: We shotgunned Yeah Yeah And so We usually won't talk about spoilers for uh, the best of But we were more uh, willing to do it for the worst of Which you presumably know by now Right Um, But I will say that so for the, we were watch since we watched it all in one sitting. We were very confused by the second half of season six because we were like, "What are they trying to say?" Well, also, because it was unnecessary, like
0: the eighth episode of season six could have been a series finale.
1: I don't remember that much of the eighth episode, but like we we I remember us finishing. I don't remember
0: exact details, but I remember us finishing it and being like, "That could be it." Yeah, like it. It's not a very oh, satisfying ending. Yes, I do like, remember how. Yeah, it's sort of like you know. That could be it. Right. Um, It ties up a lot of loose ends. It's not the ending we would have wanted, but, it, you know, I'm satisfied with how that went. Right.
1: So, you know, we start this uh, second half, and we're like, okay, where are they going? What are they trying to do? Because they seem to, like... So they run up a plot thread that was established and has it coming back in a negative way, but then they cut it off and jump to a different plot thread. Yeah. That was already resolved in a satisfying way, I would argue. Which Uh Bringing up, so they brought up Penny, and I thought that was going to oh, come back yeah. around. But then they're like, "No, but Sarah Lynn," and I was like, "But do we need to go back to Sarah Lynn?" Like, right. So we were sitting there and we watched like up until episode fourteen. Yeah, and we looked at each other and we were like, "I don't know how they're going to end it." Yeah, and we were like, there's no way they end this, and it's good. Right. So then we watch episode 15, which I would argue might be the best episode of the series. I agree. And I wouldn't even argue, I would just say it. I would say that maybe, um, the uh, Yulji. Yeah, uh, that's the other contender, but right. even still. It's fair. So, you know, we watched that one, and then we looked at each other again, and we were like, oh my god, they did it. Right, that was perfect. Now, all they have to do...
0: Fuck it. Spoilers for BoJack season six.
1: Yes. Skip ahead to the next timestamp. Also, you to I just for... do realize that um, the last episode isn't our worst of, so...
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, But skip ahead to the next timestamp if you either didn't listen to the previous episode or you don't want spoilers for BoJack. Right. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two... At the end of episode 15, Bojack very clearly dies.
1: And it follows through on, like, a lot of drowning imagery that's been present throughout the series. In a way I hadn't really thought about, but, like, him drowning was kind of the ultimately satisfying conclusion to it. Absolutely. Right. So we're sitting there, and it's, like, revealed that he had tried to call someone. Because he was, like, in purgatory, or, like, his last moments of, like, consciousness coping with dying. It it was, like,
0: how they say that... After you die, your brain is active for seven minutes, and it you see like whatever it is you see,
1: right, so he was in those seven minutes, and then it's like this dream he'd been having like previously to this, yeah, and he's like, all right, this is the part where I usually leave, but then that doesn't happen, so then he's like watching all these people who else who else have died throughout the series like kind of talk about death, and then mm-hmm. he like tries to escape, and then he calls uh Diane his, his friend and confidant i suppose would be the best way to contextually put it at that point in time yeah and he's like and then he's talking to her but then it's revealed that she missed his call Mm -hmm. and he is drowning alone Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then it just ends with like the line cutting right
0: because and that's such a good ending because it comes full circle and it does not try and redeem Bojack because he's an irredeemable character right Bojack is maybe the worst person on television
1: right like he is such a bad person right he is beyond redemption and I found it interesting because another thing about Bojack Horseman is season around season like four I think Mm -hmm. there was this sort of idea that because he was like a marginally better person in season four yeah that he had in fact not done anything shitty prior to that yeah. And that Bojack was this character who was to be idolized. And season five is largely a deconstruction of that notion. Exactly. So then they ended like this. And I was like, oh my god, this is so satisfying. It's great. We looked at each other. We're like, they stuck the landing." We right. didn't know how they are going to do then it. All they have to do for the 16th episode
0: is show Bojack's funeral. Right. Have him not in the episode. It is his funeral, which also really brings it full circle with all the other funerals that are in the show. Right. And just have people eulogize him
1: mm-hmm. and or even i'd argue no one comes to speed on that'd be also a very satisfying ending right just have it be like the four people who
0: he was closest to like right uh pk uh todd
1: um, P- pb and yeah todd diane. pb and diane right um and honestly maybe not even all of them yeah maybe not even all of them. diane probably wouldn't go right we're neither here nor there Right. So we're sitting there and we're like, "Oh my god, they did it!" And then we like it plays the next episode, and opens with like them sitting. And I was like, "That's weird." Well, we're gonna have to rehash this whole conversation when we record. Right. Stuff. So, but
0: episode fifteen,
1: fucking fantastic. That was one of the best episodes of television I've seen all year. Absolutely. Right. Uh. So yes, watch BoJack Horseman. And this. And ignore the sixteenth episode; it doesn't exist. Yeah, it does not exist. If you've listened to Worst of already, you know why. If you haven't, go listen to it. Go listen to it. Yeah. Right. If
0: you haven't, why?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Go listen to it, and then maybe we...
1: you want to end like maybe you want to start off good and then finish off bad. You know. I mean, I know we wouldn't end on a high note. I mean,
0: maybe... the uh, the Worst of episode will probably be funnier. Right. But we are releasing this episode last, uh, End on a because high note, we want to end twenty twenty on a high note.
1: Right. All right. Moving on. Anything else you want to add about the, I mean, BoJack, the second to last episode? Just that episode is fucking perfect. And that poem, the suicide poem, oh my god.
0: That episode is, it's it's as perfect a piece. Okay, so BoJack is a weird show because it's not like a lot of other television. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it's a perfect episode of television, but it is the perfect episode of BoJack.
1: Yeah, it I would agree that it takes all the
0: good things about BoJack and does them better, and does none of the bad things.
1: That's fair. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. So watch that. Uh, watch it. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Uh. I have a couple of a uh, superhero things now. Ooh. Uh. Quick shout out to uh, my boy Doom Patrol. We're probably going to be doing a review of that within the next, like, the first few episodes of next season, I would say. Yeah, probably thereabouts. Yeah. So I won't touch on it that much. Yeah, because I haven't seen, I've only seen the first four episodes. Right. Uh, I love it. I will, however, say that I feel like this second season was not necessarily as strong of an offering as the first season. But that was also in part because of... It didn't have a proper ending. Right. And also, it sort of shifts the style from a largely focused narrative to a more comic booky style, where each episode is sort of treated like its own issue, and there sort are... Sort of like
0: a Freak of the Week type deal?
1: Kind of, yeah. Which has its pros and cons. I think Doom sure. Patrol more than any other show lends itself to it. Yeah. But that being said, I'm a very big fan of the first season's character-focused, arc-based Agreed. style.
0: That's my favorite thing about it thus far.
1: Right. It's not bad, and again, I haven't seen a proper conclusion to it, so it might even be better if they make the conclusion really great. Yeah. But I also will say, just kind of suffer from a kind of weaker villain sort of thing, but... Who is the villain of season two? It doesn't matter. Okay. I'll tell you later. Uh, Actually, I'll tell you now. It doesn't matter. Um, He's this sort of, um, like, creature called the Candlemaker. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have this... So they try to take what Mr. Nobody does where he taunts the Doom Patrol, but he only can do it to one character. Okay. And if I recall correctly, most characters aren't aware of his existence until the final episode of the season. Huh. I just think Mr. Nobody is also a very strong villain, especially for this show, so...
0: Thus far...
1: Yes. In
0: my journey with the show, yeah, absolutely.
1: So I will, however, talk about Legends of Tomorrow, which is Doom Patrol's kind of bastard cousin. Yeah. I used to have a Legends of Tomorrow-shaped hole in my heart, but Doom Patrol has, in fact, revealed to me that it was actually a Doom (laughs) Patrol-shaped hole in my heart, and Legends of Tomorrow just kind of happened to fill the space the best it could. Yeah. Uh, I really still have a soft spot for Legends, though. I've rewatched this most recent season, and I think there are some very fun episodes. I think I showed you the Shakespeare one. Yes. Uh, they also have an episode where they're trapped in TV. That's a very fun episode. I have seen that one. Or at least the... The ultimate... The friends part? Yeah. Yeah. I think Legends Tomorrow is very fun. I think if Doom Patrol's a little heavy for you, Legends of Tomorrow's a good substitute. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, if you just kind of like wackier sort of superhero antics...
0: Yeah, if you like wacky superhero antics or you're a little, um... You're either, like, weak stomached or not necessarily, which is not a bad thing because I'm right there with you. Um, or you're just, like, not feeling something that's, like, necessarily as dark. Yeah. Or also, you're under Patrol the age can, of 18.
1: Yeah. Or Doom Patrol is also triggering, I would say, in some points. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Like, you haven't gone to some of the more parts of it yet, but there are, like, definitely sexual assault trigger warnings, gore trigger warnings, yeah. homophobia trigger warnings, stuff like that. And I would say Doom Patrol is very, not Doom Patrol, uh, Legend of Tomorrow is much lighter.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's very fun. It's just sort of quirky and charming. It's it's really the little engine that could in terms of Arrowverse, I would say. Oh, definitely. The, by no metric should Legend
0: of Tomorrow work and or exist.
1: And by even less of a metric should it last longer than Supergirl or Arrow. Yeah. Like, and maybe Black Lightning, I forget. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought another one of those got canceled.
0: It might be Black Lightning. I don't know. But I think it was more of a we've we've told, told our story story than a we're getting canceled.
1: Yeah. Still, though, I uh, really like Legend of Tomorrow. I know it's sort of viewed as the best of those um, Arrowverse shows. Uh, critically, yeah. It's the second most popular ratings-wise, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, and I really hope it continues to do well. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how each season kind of takes a new idea, like, um, like, the season before this one, they were fighting monsters, now this see this last, most last season, they were fighting, um, like, villains through history, like, yeah. Genghis Khan, not Hitler, though, because that's a little, for right. primetime television.
0: It is incredibly inventive, I will give it that.
1: Yeah, and there's charming ideas, I will say the, um, it also has a good kind of laugh at the expense of other DC.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, the Romeo v. Juliet, Dawn of Justness. That's objectively hilarious. Right. Unless it was metatextually trying to imply that Zack Snyder is Shakespeare. But.
0: I'm going to assume it is not. Okay. I'm going to assume it's a dig and not a compliment. Okay. Because that makes me sleep better. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, so moving on, though, something I know you've seen a bit more of. And by a bit more of, I mean probably the exact same amount. But you're probably going to watch it eventually. Okay. Stargirl. Yeah. Um... I didn't think I would like it as much
0: as I did. I didn't think I would like the... I've only seen the first episode. Right. I didn't think I'd like it
1: nearly as much as I did. It is great. It's fantastic. I um, started a rewatch of it. It's on HBO Max now. It used to be on a CW's app. Um, I own it on DVD. It was his Chris, his August. birthday gift. He thought it was Legends. And he was like, oh, cute gag gift. But yeah. it was actually Stargirl. Uh no, it's very good. Breck Basinger's charming as always. Absolutely. Um, Luke Wilson, fucking it up. Yeah. It's very uh, unique, I would say, because it doesn't, like, dawdle, and maybe that's more a matter of it has a 13-episode arc as opposed to, like, you know, more spread out, like The Flash would be or something. Right. Which, in my opinion,
0: all the CW shows should adapt, ranging from, you know, The Flash to Riverdale.
1: It should just be 13-episode half-seasons and they should split up their schedule? Yeah. Probably. Well, because I mean, like, you know, Riverdale, for example, you brought it up. I haven't watched the newest season yet, but I did watch the season when we were freshmen in college. And it was like, oh, the Colts playing Dungeons and Dragons. We got to stop them. Right. Oh, we're having a flashback episode to the 80s. Like, also... That River-
0: flashback episode was actually fucking... It was, That was a banger.
1: No, it was a banger. I'm just that saying, That like, rocks. No, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying that, like sometimes like riverdale in particular i would say is guilty of like come on speed it up chop chop like that's fair but and I the will... flash oh my god yeah
0: the flash is really guilty of it because the flash i can't defend some of its filler episodes where or at least until i stopped watching the flash <laughs> but um riverdale i unironically adore riverdale I, because it, I, it, it's a bad show. No, I know. It's a bad show, but I love it
1: I would, because it is
0: the perfect mindless television show. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, it's engaging enough for you to be like, what's going to happen next and like actually be invested in it, but also not engaging enough that you have to like actually put any thought into it or like, yeah, you, you can turn your brain off and love it. If you turn your brain on even a little bit, like if it's on one out of ten, <laughs> you're like, "This is bullshit." No, I agree. Because on um, zero, it is the best.
1: Because I only watched like, uh, I didn't finish season two, and I didn't wa- see the first few episodes of season three. I started watching at the uh, '80s episode. Oh, okay. And like, oh, you I must saw confused as shit. No, nope, because I saw it previously on Riverdale, and I was like, "All right." Oh, okay. okay. All right. Dungeons and Dragons is who we're fighting. More drugs? Got it. All right. Archie's in prison? Sure. Fight club? All right.
0: Did you see the line, though? Which line? You know the line, August. I don't, because I couldn't tell you anything. When, any- when the Archie's in jail and the one guy goes... I dropped out of school in the fourth grade so I could run drugs to support my sick grandma. And then Archie turns to him and he says, then you don't know the epic highs and lows, the (laughs) wins and defeats of high school football. And then they proceed to do high school football while the entire cheerleading squad, in inappropriate uniforms, does jailhouse rock incredibly sexually outside of the jailhouse. And the wardens are just sitting there, like, letting it happen and (laughs)
1: I didn't see that. No,
0: After this, we have to watch just that scene because it is, I swear to god, the best thing ever put to television. <laughs> it's so
1: good. Best of the decade. The <laughs> best of all time since the TV was created. That is the greatest thing the TV has offered. Gonna... Oh just to that. Oh my it's god. Miraculous. Oh my god. But anyway, Star Girl. Uh, From what I understand, the main character is based on Jeff Johns' dead sister. That's correct, yeah. I'm really glad that we broke out of our laughter (laughs) leading into that one. So there's a lot more care and stuff handled with the show. Um, Absolutely. There's also, that's the thing I noticed and kind of appreciated, there's a lot less gawking at how hot Breck Basinger is. Yeah, which I was very surprised at.
0: Yeah. you know, a a a unexpected surprise, but a welcome one. Right. Um. I was very glad to not be forced to like. How sexy is this sixteen-year-old? <laughs> right. Well, especially because, like, I
1: mean, I guess no, the she's star-
0: like twenty-three, but she's still. like
1: twenty-one. Oh, the, the star, star girl suit is like objectively sexy. I put that in air quotes. Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, in the comics, and it's like it's a. I think it's actually one of the most faithful comics that ad- adaptations I've ever seen of a costume like Yeah, but they it it
0: doesn't go out of its way to be like look how hot she is.
1: Yeah, and there's not like ass shots or anything. Right. I mean, maybe that's a function of the fact that she's a teenager, contextually, but, like... It's not, because Riverdale
0: exists. Yeah, that's you fair. You know the CW has no issue sexualizing teenagers.
1: That's the other thing, though. It was originally a TV show that they're, like, TV is folding. I oh, was... that's true. So, it aired concurrently on the CW, and I'm interested to see what happens when it moves to CW.
0: Probably some ass
1: shots. Probably some ass shots. <laughs> that, uh, that's kind of a bummer, actually. Maybe, who knows? I mean, I assume that maybe Jeff Johns will be like, hey, please don't sexualize a a a character who's supposed to be my dead sister. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hopefully. But all the characters are very charming. I really like the team dynamic once they uh, kind of establish the team. They don't, like, dawdle with it. Like, if it was The Flash, we'd have to wait through, like, 12 episodes before, like, even one person joined the JSA. If it was The
0: Flash, we'd have to dawdle through at least eight episodes before she found the staff. (laughs) Let's be real
1: here. Okay. Well, I mean, no. Like, Oliver got, like, his bow in the first episode. Barry got his speed in the first episode. They don't take that long.
0: Yeah, but, like, before they actually, like, do anything worthwhile with it. (laughs) Arrow picks up pretty quick. The first two seasons of Arrow are fantastic. I'll agree with that. I will die on that hill. The second season of Arrow, that's when we're fighting Deathstroke, right? Yeah. Yeah. That might be the best piece of superhero television I've seen in a long time. Yeah, why were you doing that with your hand?
1: Oh, that was me um, citing that quote that you always say. What? What quote? You always say Arrow might be the best piece of television. The second Super- season of Arrow. Yeah, it might be okay. the best. I can I can mouth because along with true. it. It's true. It's either that The best or the second season of Arrow might be the best Batman movie ever made. Oh, it is a much better Batman movie than any Batman movie we've gotten. <laughs> That's correct.
0: Yeah, it's fair. Um, that may change in twenty twenty two though apparently it's r-rated um i've heard they're wavering they're not sure whether it's going to be i'm what and what that means is they're filming an r-rated movie and they're not sure whether they're going to cut Cut it it. into a pg-13 movie or leave it as is
1: i only heard it was r-rated because they someone found like a prop and it has fuck on it
0: it says fucking suicide squad no but like only in a song It very clearly says fuck in a song, because it says, I'm fucked up, very clearly, in the scene where Harley jumps over the, into the chemicals. Right. Um, and that's their one fuck for the movie, and I was like, that's a weird way to use it. Even in their extended cut?
1: In the extended cut, there's more, because the extended cut's are there. Okay. Well, no, like, a prop is like, like, someone found a like, one of Riddler's notes props or something. Oh. And apparently it's like, fuck you, Batman.
0: I don't know if I like that.
1: I mean I I and when I say fuck you Batman, I think it's more like the Gotham City socialites don't give a fuck or something like that. Oh, okay. Something like that, I don't know. Court of Owls is in this movie. Maybe the sequel. Who knows? We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> but Stargirl, yeah, I really like it. Um I it has a good budget too. Hopefully that yeah know, remains comparable. I'm very excited to watch it. It's uh, it's encroaching on
0: my list. Because no. the I have a couple things before it, but like everything I have before it is only like one or two seasons, so right. we should move through it pretty quickly. Yeah. And then
1: hit Star Girl soon. Alright. Alright. Uh on to my last thing on my list. Wondrous. Oh wait, that's not true. Do you have another thing? I do have a another thing. I meant to show it to you, but I didn't and you're gonna watch it. Okay. Uh Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. Dope. Uh it's a Show by, uh, Rob McElhenry about a, uh, video game developer who's essentially, like, making World of Warcraft, and it's, like, a office comedy. There's some good, uh, fun actors in it. Danny Pudi is in it as, like, this sociopath. Sure. Who's in charge of, like, the monetization. Okay. So he'll, like, talk about microtransactions and stuff. It's very good. Um, Rob McElhenry is very good as, like, this egotistical kind of, uh... Mark Zuckerberg type, I suppose would be the best word of describing. Okay. Uh it's very good. I really like it. It's a very kind of refreshing office workplace comedy. I like that. Yeah. Um Audience, if you're gonna watch it if you're like on the fence about it, watch it's an episode called Doc and Bean, starring Jake Johnson and Kristen Malotti. Yes. And um it's fantastic. It's a pretty isolated episode from the rest of the series. It has, like, a payoff in the season finale. But it's fantastic. It's just a character study or a relationship study. Uh, as Jake Johnson is prone to do. Right. Of this uh, couple who develop a um, sort of, like, a survival horror game in the 90s. And then as their uh, studio expands... Uh, Jake Johnson's character is more open to, like, selling out and uh, having it be, like, monetized and made into a show and maybe have tweaks made to the game. Whereas, uh, Chris Malotti's character is like, no, we have to stay true to what we made. And then it's about how that affects the relationship as they, uh, grow.
0: Yeah. You'll definitely have to show me at least that episode.
1: It's fantastic. I love it. And they also have very good chemistry. I, um... I hadn't really ever imagined those two, like, interacting... But they have fantastic chemistry. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have not expected it. They're both very charismatic. Performers. No, I can
0: imagine just thinking of the things I've seen. The two of them in like interactions between the
1: two of them would be. Well, as we talk about it, you know, Jake Johnson, our favorite actor, right? Um, he could have played Niles. I don't know if I wanted to play Niles more than I like Andy Samberg playing Niles, but he could have played Niles. He could have, yeah.
0: Like if Andy Samberg was busy, yeah, he could have,
1: yeah. All right. uh, that's it. It's um, Jesse hasn't seen it, so I can't talk about it as much. Yep. But fantastic show. It's an Apple TV Plus original. All right. Moving on to Jesse's List. Jesse's List. Oh, wait. Which? There is one more thing, and I think it's on your list, so I'll just get it out of the way. Big Time Adolescence. Ooh. Oh, you... Fuck.
0: I was so excited to talk about that one. All right. You take it away. No, no, no. Uh, it's on your list much earlier than it is on mine, so let's...
1: This isn't that. in any order. This isn't in order I remembered. it. I am um, actually... I want to hear what you have to say about it, because we didn't watch it together. No, we did not. So, take it away. Um, movie fucks, y'all. It does. Put Pete Davidson in more things. Put Pete Davidson in
0: anything and everything Put
1: tattoo Pete Davidson in everything.
0: Yeah. Which, after I was like, why is he getting rid of tattoos? And then I, like, saw the reasoning. He's like, I want to be taken as, like, a more serious actor. I want to be, like, Pete Davidson, and not just, like...
1: Tattoo guy who dated Ariana Grande? <laughs> exactly.
0: And I'm like, okay, cool. Because Pete Davidson is a phenomenal actor and should be in anything he can
1: I hadn't actually seen that reason the reason I had seen was like it's like four hours in the makeup chair to cover all of them That he said that was part of it um, but I hadn't heard that I would be taken more seriously as an actor yeah which I don't think is necessarily
0: necessary
1: but I think he's sort of trying to break away from the image that he well, I mean, currently has yeah but I mean big time adolescence and uh, King of Staten Island were very much kind of I wouldn't necessarily say dependent on that image but that image they they were dependent on that image <laughs> King Satan Island was at the very least, because yeah. um, tattoos were evidently a big part of it. It's a movie we haven't seen, even though we kept on meaning to. Yeah, and we will eventually. We we'll probably will. talk about it. Probably. I mean, we'll speculate on it. Oh, you mean when it we for the podcast? Yeah. I thought You meant now? And I was like, no, I can't say anything about it right now. <coughs> Ooh, yes. Um, but yeah, big time adolescence fucks. It's really, really good. Um, it's another relationship study. Um, I would say yes, but it's not a romantic relationship study. No, it's just a dynamic study. Yeah, um,
0: and it's the performances in that movie are fantastic. I agree, absolutely. From, uh, the th- from well, from P. Davidson, um, uh, oh, Sidney Sweeney, and the kid. Uh, I think it's Griffin. I'll look at that. I up. want to say Griffin Gluck, but that could be a different kid. John Cryer was also great in it.
1: Who was John Cryer? He was really good in it. Uh. Uh. Yeah, Griffin Gluck. You're right. Yeah. Also, um, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. And
0: Machine Gun Kelly is in it. He has a pretty small role, but he's good in what he does. Um. Which one was?
1: Oh, Sydney Sweeney was the sister. Right. No, she was Pete Davidson's girlfriend. Oh. I read it wrong, I thought I saw X. The one who Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um the three of them are fantastic.
0: Um in the movie. Uh it's just it's a really interesting study of this relationship between uh the the, the gist of it is this kid, his sister dated this guy in, in like high school. In like high school, and he got really close with the guy
1: she dated. They like broke a, up. But they remain like this kind of older brother, younger brother yes. sort of dynamic. Yeah.
0: It, it was very much like a brotherly dynamic. Yeah. And um, then uh, the Pete Davidson and Griffin Gluck's sister break up. Um, but they remain close. Yeah. And keep that brotherly dynamic. Um, Pete Davidson's character gets way into drugs. And then, um, Griffin Gluck's character, uh... Goes to high school. Goes to high school and sells drugs for Pete Davidson, which gets them in a whole bunch of...
1: Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, and it is... I know that, that, uh, description made it sound like it's a wacky comedy, like a Harold and Kumar thing. Yeah, it is not. It's like, there's comedic elements to it, but I would call it a drama more than I'd call it I would as well. I'd call it a dramedy. Yeah, it's a coming-of-age dramedy. Yeah. Um
0: that it's all about the relationships you have and how they influence your life and
1: how you have power over them yeah also the ending was fantastic i agree yeah and very real very real
0: i um they didn't try and be like oh like we gotta make it a happy ending or we gotta make it a sad thing like they made it like
1: yeah real yeah uh all right you have anything else you want to add to Big Time Adolescence? Not about Big Time. All right. What's next? What's next in Jesse Land?
0: Next in Jesse Land, uh, on my best of list, I have The Devil All the Time. The Devil All the Time, a thing we've talked about. A thing we have talked about, but I think
1: it bears repeating. Okay. That movie's great. It is. Um, um, I like seeing Tom Holland and not uh Spider-Man things. Agreed. I think he should be more not Spider-Man things. Agreed. I don't think you should stop being a Spider-Man things. That's not what I mean. By any- Stretch it. I just I'm just happy that he's branching out. You A- know? Agreed. He is too, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wicked excited for Cherry. When does that supposed to come out? I think February. Okay, I'm excited for it too. Um, it looks what we've well, seen of it looks good at least. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Devil time. I mean, you know, we've already gone over our thoughts on it. Right. If you want to hear our thoughts on it, go
0: listen to the episode. I just thought it bared mentioning because. I thought it was a really good movie. I did as well. Um, yeah.
1: Moving on? Yeah. Another thing we've already talked about. Palm Springs. I didn't realize we could say things you've already said for this list. Well, I, I did. Yes. Palm Springs would have been on my list if we could. Again, uh, fantastic movie, fantastic cast, very charming, incredibly um, well written. Yeah. One of the tighter screenplays I've seen in a while. Definitely. Uh, should get an oscar nom probably won't get an oscar nom i think it might i well, i mean if if the prom is this competition then maybe right we'll talk about that or we already talked about that from, yeah, your, we guys about that from your guys perspective um yeah <laughs> uh yes uh i love palm strings i love me some palm Springs. it's great yeah something i realized on my second rewatch of that movie was um it has great pacing. Like, it never doesn't feel like it's dragging or anything. Yeah. Which I think is a very glowing, you know, review of a time loop movie where it's set in the same place for eternity. Right, and it doesn't feel like it's dragging. Yeah. That's, that's a feat right there. Right. I also do think I could just watch Christian Malati and Andy Samberg just dick around for eternity and I'd be happy. 100%. Right? 100%. Yeah. Anything else? Um, not on Palm Springs. No. All right. The Mandalorian? Um, yes! Okay, uh, I almost added yeah. this, but I didn't want to, I didn't know how much we were going to talk about it, because we hadn't had a conversation about it in our personal lens yet. Yeah. But I will say, after the season finale, I can call it best of the year. I can definitely put it on the list, yeah. I, um, not to say it was bad before, I would just say more that, um, the, f- like, for the first half of the season, it kind of felt like, I was like, alright, and then we're doing this side quest this week.
0: Yeah, but that's sort of always been the Mandalorian's way.
1: Kind of, but I feel like this season kind of... It took a bit more to get going. Yeah. But I will say until Ahsoka showed up, it was kind of like, all right, let's pick up the pace. Like... That's fair. Um, Like, it it felt like Skyrim side quests, sort of. For me, at least. I do...
0: I'm not going to talk spoilers for any of the season, because I know it's... A week. Yeah. Um... Not even. If you listen to our show, you probably watch The Mandalorian, so I don't want to spoil anything. Um, well, it'll be like three weeks by the time this episode comes out, but still. Um, I really like the season finale, and I really like the ending of it, but after it happens, and if you've seen If If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, go watch it, and then you'll know. Um... It feels kind of rushed. I don't know about... That's really my only complaint. Like, I feel like they could have taken a little more time with it.
1: I don't know if they necessarily would say it feels rushed. I would say... I would rather it feels, like, a bit rushed than we get another season of it, you know? Like, I would, not like... I wouldn't rather get another ten episodes to build up to this as opposed to...
0: Oh, agreed. I just would have rather had another, like, five minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. That's fair. I thought you meant, like, you... Like, in a broader sense, it felt a little rushed.
0: It did a little bit. I could have used. I. I wish this would have been, like a, like a ten episode season.
1: Honestly, if in you cut hours. the little egg delivery arc or whatever, I'd be fine. Like.
0: It was oh that's fair. Like if
1: you cut that episode and then you just met Bo Katan in episode two, and we had like one more episode in the like towards the end of this, sort of leading up to the, the finale. Well, like, I I wish they would have
0: ended this episode, like, right before it happened. Yes. And then we would have gotten a whole episode of it happening. I don't know if I needed a whole episode of it happening, but. Even just another, like, five minutes of this episode dedicated to it. Yeah, that's fair. I know that a whole episode in five minutes or two, like. I get what you're you're saying, but. I, I, I also. I needed another five minutes, and I could have handled another 30. Okay, that's fair.
1: Uh spoiler alert. This is—I'm not going to explain why. I will just pause it. Okay. I don't need to see more of this story now.
0: I don't either, but I feel like the because of how it ended, there's a very clear next story that they're going to take on, and it may slightly intertwine with this one. I—I think we'll we'll see. That's
1: a different show. The effects. No, no, it is. Mm-mm. It's confirmed. Are you talking about? Are you talking about this? No, I'm talking about um
0: man the the future of the Mandalorian race. it's oh. going to be the plot for season three, and then what was resolved in the end of season two, is going to be with.
1: But I don't need to see more of Din Dahan Is what I mean. With, uh, is that his name? Dinjarin. There's, it's a J, wouldn't it be a Dahan?
0: No, it's Jarn.
1: All right, Odin Jarn. um, I don't need to see more of him, though, is what I mean. I don't necessarily either. Well, I feel like because his arc has been completed. Yeah, but now they're going to do more. Well. And I feel like if they were going to
0: complete his arc here, we needed
1: more. I guess. I don't know. I mean, that being said, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni already have, like, my confidence. So I'm not like, uh they're gonna mess it up like right whatever they do it's gonna be great
0: right but i feel like season three is going to be about the future of the mandalorian culture and it, we may f- go between or like see the effects of what happened in the last couple minutes
1: of right the season finale i'm gonna ask this because i guess it's not really a spoiler okay because it's had i mean it's had distance because it's not in this episode's the episode before do you think we're gonna see Bill Burr and uh, Rangers? I don't know. Maybe. I thought they were gonna like lead to that for a second. I thought they were gonna be like, Bill Burr, why don't you join us, you know, and be a recurring guest in uh Rangers of the New Republic coming soon to Disney Plus. Yeah. And I was like, I guess not. Okay. That was I, a spoiler. We but I'd give a big old spoiler like a minute ago, so.
0: Yeah, I'm also gonna say, because uh, 'cause I'm about to say a big spoiler, like I'm not gonna go in depth about it. But it's going to be a big spoiler.
1: Should I mark it out?
0: Uh, yeah, okay. if you could. Um, so skip this section if you have not watched the season finale of the Mandalorian yet. Um, I think we're this close to a Mandalorian or a uh, Jedi Academy series with Sebastian Stan playing. Luke. But we didn't get Sebastian Stan. <laughs> we didn't, but he there has been some stuff. Emma sent me a, a video about it. Um, there's been some stuff that points to him all but confirming the fact that he's going to play Luke Skywalker at some point, so we're getting it, and Grogu will be in it.
1: I guess, but, like, doesn't it, doesn't it contextually imply that Grogu's dead now? Like... Oh, yeah. He either had to have died, or, like, completed his training and fucked
0: off somewhere before, like, ten years before the Rise of Skywalker, or not Rise of Skywalker, uh...
1: Last Jedi. Force or, Awakens. Yeah.
0: Which would have
1: been, like, ten years
0: after this.
1: Right. But, I mean, given how, I guess, Yoda's age, that doesn't necessarily work. But... Well, but the age weird. So, like, maybe... Like, he's a baby for 50 years, and then he's, like, a teenager in 10 years? Maybe.
0: I don't know, I guess it's space, but, like... <laughs> or maybe, because, like, he, for the past, like, 30 years, he hasn't really been receiving, like, you know, education or nurture or anything like that so maybe like with a little bit of a little bit of loving that was started by din and then will be continued by luke he'll be able to sort of like get the ball rolling
1: well i've i i was talking to a friend and he was telling me that um he wants to see season three of mando like like a time jump and then like it's like, Din rescues him from when Kylo Ren does his shit, and I'm like, I don't know if I need to see that. I don't know if I need to see that, necessarily. I don't know. I'm
0: right. sure if I saw that, there was there's a way to make that interesting. Yes. But also, like, fully experienced Din Djarin could absolutely take Ben Solo.
1: Probably. Well, Especially
0: I mean, if Luke was there to back
1: him up. Right. But also, like... The other thing and is, like... Grogu was there. Right, but also what I'm saying more so is that, like, if Grogu, I guess, is alive and kicking during, like, Rise of Skywalker and Force Awakens, and, I mean, more importantly, Just Last like, Jedi, yeah. that negates the themes of that those movies, like... It does. I don't know, it's almost like no one has any big plans at Star Wars, and then they're like, nope, we have all these big plans, it's all coming together. But is it? No, because the Star Wars universe has one big fucking presidential tweet, like... yeah a little bit i'm just saying ah it's like oh no this was all along like it doesn't work like i love star wars and any star wars is good star wars but also like oh my god you fuckers need a roadmap (laughs) i agree i think they've got one now yeah but But like season two of the mandalorian
0: wasn't necessarily included in it but everything (laughs) moving forward it has been very carefully roadmapped
1: Right, I mean, maybe, but now we're either facing a position where either Grogu's dead, deal with it, or like Rey's, in fact, not the last of the Jedi, and there's just more Jedi kicking about. Like Grogu's just out there, presumably. Ahsoka is also out there, maybe, or something. Like Cal Kestis is out there. Who fucking knows? Who knows, man. This is this tirade does not is not meant to. Nicky thing, I don't like Star Wars or Mandalorian. I love those things. Like, right. It's just, oh man, it's such an impossible fucking universe to keep up with. It is a little bit. I'm sure they'll How is the will find a way 20? to make it make sense. How is the 20 movie franchise less complex than this one? Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's convoluted at least. Yeah, all right. What's next?
0: Next on Jesse's list, we have uh, Hamilton. Ah, fuck off. I know. I thoroughly enjoyed Hamilton, I thought it was great, I've also been dreaming of seeing it for the past, like, five years, (laughs) and I finally got to, which was super neat, I thought it was incredibly well done, and I also think that it could not have come out at a better time. The world needed Hamilton. (laughs) Sure. And it delivered and was what it was supposed to be.
1: I like Hamilton, by the way, folks. I'm not like, oh, but Hamilton fucking sucks, that's not what I mean, I... I think Jesse's grossly overselling it. I don't think it represents anything grand. I mean, maybe that's just because I saw a bunch of bad takes from white people about Hamilton on Twitter.
0: That's valid.
1: Like, Hamilton is a show I'm well familiar with. I was one of those Hamilton kids. If you ever entered a theater near a high school in the year 2017, you know who I mean. Uh, I've seen Hamilton on Broadway. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Ah! You could have just said Jar. Well, both. <laughs> you can't have both. Um, so, I love Hamilton. I think it's fantastic. I just don't... You say, like... I mean, more when we talked about this outside of this. You said more so for what it represents and what it means moving forward.
0: Yeah, I, I think a a big part of it is it may set a precedent for more Broadway shows being accessible...
1: Maybe, but also, we got The Prom, like, pretty soon after. I mean, relatively Yeah, but that's a movie. It's no, not a but I'm saying of like, a show. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, I think we're just back to that, you know? Especially because... I think... Because, I mean, Hamilton's not going to get any Oscars. Because I don't think it technically can. It can. Uh, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it will, but it could. And if The Prom gonna. gets Oscars, I think it's just going to be like, Nope, we tried it. It doesn't work. Like... And yeah. I mean... Maybe like Hamilton would have worked better if they had released it to theaters. I mean, you know, right. if they could have. But like as it stands, I also think they waited a bit too long. They've had I that, suppose that's fair. They've had that fucking pro shot since like twenty sixteen. True. Like, they could have had that released as like a fathom event in twenty seventeen. Or like even as a movie in twenty seventeen, like valid. I don't know. I think like has. I mean, I'm not super plugged into like musical theater, but like I feel like we've moved on from Hamilton. I feel like we have, but also, it's all about that Hades town,
0: baby. Yeah, and Mean Girls. However, I would say this. Is, this is on my list not because necessarily of what Hamilton is, but what it did for people when they really, really needed it. I Cause guess twenty twenty was a year where people really. Needed something that they could not have otherwise gotten, and a pro shot of Hamilton with the original cast is exactly that. I
1: suppose. I mean, and again, you know what? Maybe like it doesn't do much for me because again, I've seen it like jar. I'm no. I'm trying to be cri- honestly critical. Like, you no, know that's what? that's fair. It doesn't necessarily do as much for me because, like, you know, yeah,
0: that is fair, and that is something that I have heard because I do know a couple people who did see it on Broadway, um, either with or without the original cast. Um, and it didn't do as much for them seeing right. it on the pro shot as it did seeing it live. Um, or it didn't do as much for them as it did for people who were not able to see it live. Right. Is a better way to say that? Um, but for those of us, Believing the my- overwhelming majority of us were not able to see it live, and who were interested in seeing it anyway, Right. it meant a lot. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. And also, Lynn is a genius Jam. and should write more things. I agree. He's already writing like everything but he should write more things.
1: All right. Give him that got. <laughs> um
0: I think I can move on from Hamilton if you don't have anything else to say.
1: No I don't have anything else
0: to say. Uh up next On the Rocks is a movie that did not get nearly enough attention and I think is one of 2020's finest offerings. I didn't see it. Oh you whore. You bastard gentleman.
1: Womp womp. <laughs> Fair nods. I didn't see any of the ones you actually told me to watch. I'm sorry. Uh, I did, I just watched other stuff yesterday, but that's fine.
0: Um, I do recommend the two Apple TV movies I'm going to talk about, uh, which this is one of. It's available on Apple TV. Uh, oh. Written and directed by Sofia Coppola, starring um, Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. Murray. I wanted to say Burr, and I'm like, it's certainly not Bill Burr, but I couldn't think of Murray's last name. Um, Rashida, your marriage fucking sucks. Stop it. Stop it. It <laughs> Did is. I get it right? Uh, kind of, yeah, actually. Yes. It is uh, Bill Murray Burry. in this movie is fantastic. His performance is amazing. He plays a character who is thoroughly unlikable. Like, impossible to like, but also impossible he's so charming like he's such a like kind of a like he's very it's it's complicated because he has a lot of like misogynistic views but in ways that like support his daughter he 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 has a very um outdated idea of masculinity and femininity mm-hmm Um, And he uses it as justification to try and help his daughter understand her marriage better. Um, Interesting. Which is a very interesting concept. Um, And Rashida is very um, progressive and very uh, disagrees with his views very strongly in that her idea is that we should not adhere to those ideas of what masculinity and femininity are. People are allowed to be who they want to be and to make those those choices and changes in their life, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so he's he says a lot of things that are like you're like this man is not a good guy in the year twenty twenty, right? But he's so thoroughly charming, you can't have any emotion towards him, but like
1: like a shame un- on un-
0: unabashed love. <laughs> right. Um, he's great. And Rashida is fantastic in it. Uh, Marlon Wayans is also in this movie as Rashida's husband, and he's really good. He has a very small role, but he's very good in it. Um, and I've only ever seen him do, uh, comedic, and so for him to do something dramatic was very interesting and it was very good.
1: Which one is Marlon?
0: (laughs) Uh, he's in Whatchurch.
1: okay. Okay. Yes, I remember which one now. I'm
0: sorry. I, sometimes, (laughs) there's, there's nine Wayne siblings. Um, so, keeping them all, remember, when there's nine siblings, I I know a family where there's like six siblings, and I can't always keep them straight.
1: No, that's fair. For some reason, I thought, I thought he was coach, and I was like, no. Yeah.
0: Um, but he's, uh, he's very good, and On the Rocks is great.
1: Alright. Anything else you'd like to add? Nay. Then, onward, Jose.
0: Next is my favorite show of the year 2020.
1: Oh fuck you.
0: Fuck you, August. Fuck Defending you, man. Jacob on Apple TV+. No. <sighs> fuck
1: off. It's
0: a great show and August likes it, he just won't admit it because he doesn't want me to be right about anything.
1: No, it I will say it's a very well-made show. I think it could have been a movie. I
0: see where you're coming
1: from but disagree. I I don't know. I liked it. I really did like it. I don't think the ending did it for me. That's fair. That's not to say I would... I mean, maybe I'd be singing its praises from the rooftops if it um had a different ending. That's like, very fair. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like... Well maybe I don't think it should have been a movie. I do think, however, that considering it's very well paced throughout the rest of it, but then they're like, Oh, and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens. Like it's at a pretty smooth pace through the rest of it, but then it's at a blistering pace for that last episode. Like
0: Yeah Shit is
1: happening. Like I think they could have maybe picked up the
0: pace a little bit in the earlier in the season so they had time to sort of Like maybe like shift everything to be a little bit quicker for the first like nine episodes, so the last episode episode could have been like two episodes instead of one.
1: Yeah, I think that would have would have maybe would have would benefited from you know. Yeah, like because at the conclusion of the trial, all the stuff with J.K. Simmons, their trip to Mexico, yada yada yada. Like, yeah, spoiler.
0: But I also know I I am a a
1: slut for an ambiguous ending. My problem with the ending isn't that it was ambiguous. It's more so that... It felt rushed. The ending? Yes. That's fair. Like, that's my biggest problem with it, is that...
0: And that would be my biggest problem with... That is my biggest problem with it as well.
1: Yeah. Like, I think one more episode is what it needed. Or maybe, like, more focus for the first two... Or for the first few episodes, so that the next episode could really have its time to be like, all right, this happens, this happens, this happens.
0: Yeah, I think, really, realistically, because it's ten episodes, right? I don't know. Or was it eight? One of those two things. Let's, for argument's sake, let's say it was ten. Not argument, for conversation's sake, let's say it was ten. Right. Um, I think... Spoilers for Defending Jacob, but not really um like you can listen to this and not have anything spoiled for you but like if you want to go in entirely blind skip ahead um the trip to mexico should have been the ninth episode like the trial should have concluded at the end of the eighth episode yes trip to mexico is nine and then everything after trip to mexico is 10
1: would have been maybe ideal I would say the stuff with J.K. Simmons, the conclusion of the trial for episode 9, and then Mexico and everything thereafter for episode 10. Because, fitting... That could have worked, This The too. conclusion of the trial, the stuff with J.K. Simmons, and the trip to Mexico, and the conclusion all in one, it was... It was moving. Like, the J.K. Simmons thing suffered the most, because it didn't have I, its time to breathe. I she-
0: forgot the... That- the J.K. Simmons stuff happened before Mexico. I thought that was post-Mexico. No, it was before Mexico. So, yeah. Then it... it What your your version
1: is what I would prefer. Yeah. Because it was suffocated. Because you barely had time to deal with everything that happened with J.K. Simmons. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, yada, 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 yada. Here's my ideology. Mexico time. Like, whoa, let me sit with that for a right. second. Like, that was a huge paradigm shift. Like access turned and like I didn't even have time to sit and deal with it like yeah I mean I guess I could have paused
0: my tv or whatever which that didn't necessarily have a negative effect on me because I felt like that was how it was happened for Andy was like uh found out about all the showcase him and stuff and then next day off to Mexico like it was very like I feel like we were sort of going along the journey the way Andy was but as an audience that doesn't necessarily always work for everybody right it worked for me but it, it doesn't necessarily work for everybody
1: yeah, I also found the framing device a bit intrusive every now and then. I didn't find it necessarily intrusive. Intrusive isn't the right term. It's more so that, like... I was very invested in, like, why is this happening? And then at the end, the payoff was kind of like, oh. Well, I was invested in why is it happening, but then by the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But, like, more so that, like, I, it was intrusive in the sense that it wasn't, like, this overarching thing. Or, like, a, we get it at the end, beginning, we get it at the end. Like, it would appear throughout, but, like, it would just be saying stuff as it was happening. Yeah. Like, like someone would be about to testify and then be like, and what did he say when he testified? And I was like, fucking let me le- hear it. Like, <laughs> Right, let me find out. Yeah. It's a good show. It's a well-made show. I'm just being an asshole, but, like... <laughs> yeah, I I
0: and I know you're mostly being an asshole, but also all of your criticisms are valid criticisms. Right. Um... Yeah, I the the framing device for me. I feel like that that actually would, I would say is my biggest issue, Um but that comes more from like a writing standpoint than a filmmaking standpoint. Right. In that it was like. The entire time I was like, "What's happening?" And then at, I it we just got the payoff. payoff, and I was like, "Oh." Oh okay, like sure. Yeah. But I was expecting something like crazy. Could the entire speculative spoilers spoilers for my journey with defending jacob i'm not going to spoil really anything for the show well actually i am spoilers so if you're this far ahead and you don't want any like major spoilers skip ahead um five four three two one the entire series my number one suspect was um the mom like she killed the boy yeah i was convinced it was the mother Until, um, I knew it was a left field pick, but I was fairly certain that the show was going to give us a left field pick. Because I was also convinced the show was going to give us a more definitive this is who did it. Right. Um, Like, we found out that Jacob was found innocent. Right. Not necessarily that he didn't do it, because then it was like a... The the ending was a very, like, did he, didn't he.
1: Um, I...
0: I, know I, I think he did.
1: I know I said I didn't when I talked to you yesterday, but after, like, thinking about it and stewing with it, I don't think he did. Oh, you don't? No. You think he just said it to shut his mom up? Yes. I think he did it. I... I don't, because, yeah, I think he said it to shut his mom up, because, like, if he did it and that was happening, he didn't say it as an, all right, yes, I did it, stop, he said, yeah, all right, that's what you want, I did it, like... That's how I see it, more so. Because he does say, yes, all right, if that's what you want, I did it. Like, like his reaction to that wasn't, oh, I'm in a hard place, I did it. It was, oh my god, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll say whatever I need to say.
0: That's fair. But I think the the evidence that he had done it up to that point, and then mixed with the quasi-confession, was enough for me to think that he probably did it.
1: I don't think he did it. Like, that's just me.
0: But do you have another suspect? Because up until the conclusion of the trial, I was still pretty convinced the mom did it. And then the trial concluded, I was like, okay, she definitely didn't do it. And Jacob definitely didn't do it. But then after other stuff happened, I was like, Jacob definitely did this. And then the confession happened. I was like, Jacob did this.
1: I don't know. Like, honestly, given the world that the show takes place in, I'd be like, maybe it's a mugging or something, you know? Fair. Like, maybe it's not some big, grand conspiracy. Very fair. That's just me, though. I don't know. Uh. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. Hello, people. This is a uh, a little interlude, if you would. A little bumper. Yeah, because uh, we'd like to announce that our uh, our merch is now out officially on a, officially uh, it is in the description of this video and all videos from the past mm-hmm. so let's uh let's react to some of our merch on huh, Let's Justin? react to some of our merch what do you think of this cartoon of us that you've seen before
0: i like this cartoon of us that i've seen before it's very good
1: who's your favorite little guy on this on it um uh
0: this is not one we've reviewed yet but the robot man looks fantastic it does it we really will truly be reviewing does. it soon but that one looks so good what do you good. think of that one i hate that one But it's still very well made. It's very well
1: made. What about that one? Um, Yeah, you know. Yeah. They really uh, got the swoosh of Jesse's hair. It's a thing the artist was very proud of. And, uh, yeah. The the messiness of your hair as well. Gracias. Um, That was Bridget Cunningham. We would just like to thank her. Yes, thank you so much, Bridget. You are the best. You are fantastic. So this is, uh, it's not out yet. It's sort of like a commemorative kind of thing. This design is not out yet, but our other three
0: designs we're going to talk about are... there Four
1: designs, Jesse.
0: The other four designs, yes. Yes.
1: So uh, we have all aboard the bullet train. Woo hoo! Yeah. For you know, if you guys would like to join the bullet train hype with us. Uh huh um it comes in both
0: white and black shirts as well as, it comes in all these oh, it comes colors in a bunch of colors of shirts it does come as in a variety of well shirts as um so like, many so customizable guys it you really so is so many different products that you can put it on like any different shirt a coffee
1: cups phone cases stickers a cover shower curtains uh-huh get a shower curtain of cartoon versions of us please yeah uh then we have some logo stuff uh-huh we have it in red and blue i really like the logo it's very
0: uh simplistic it in no way conveys the chaos that is this podcast it, it doesn't is, it is i am um, wonderful
1: i had logo. some boring white guy letters originally mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. i first did it but then someone told me that's not what your guys's podcast is so i was like yeah let's get some lines up in this bad boy huh let's really wes anderson up this uh and, this logo and wes anderson up it, we did. Is it delightfully Wes Anderson-y? It is delightfully Wes Anderson-y. Yeah, like that one scene in Mulan. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then what might be my favorite design.
1: Oh, thank actually, God. This one rocks. I, um... It looks better on a shirt than it does on the. case. It does. Case.
0: Yeah, it's um, just
1: what yeah. it, uh, it came up with. But let's see if I can find it in a shirt case. Not, that's not a, a thing. shirt case. That's not a thing, but I found it on a t-shirt...
0: It looks really good. Uh, this one is an audio wave yes. of all of the intro songs, intro songs we've done for season one. Yeah. Um, and it looks super cool, guys. Is it in descending order of how we did them? It's in ascending order. So like, okay, so the first episodes at the bottom, and then most
1: yeah, episodes at the top. So like, we got Zygarde Green for the Pokemon episode. We sure. have um, Palm Springs Pink. I we like have um, Rocketeer Gold. We have Eldorado, a different gold. Very nice, very nice. We have, um, worst of bright blue. Uh-huh. Best of darker blue. Yes. Uh, I don't even remember what all these were. I know that I, uh, sat there, because I was on a phone call with a friend last night, and I was like, oh my god, what color should X be? And they're like, it should be red. And I was like, there's too much red! There's too many reds. The boys is red! Jojo Rabbit is red! So many reds! Knives out! Red, red, red. Yeah. It was bad, especially because, um... For like the first half of it it was just blue blue red gold red blue and then i finally got to throw some orange and pink and some greens in there mm-hmm. what um i want you to try and well i mean i guess it's in ascending order so i really right. kind of ruined it but, yeah uh
0: yeah uh but i really really like this logo i think or this design i think it's really cool uh very like minimalistic
1: yeah and- it's low-key but you know what people look at it and they'll be like what's that and you'll be like it's this rad podcast these two idiots do. Exactly. Right. It's pretty fun. I uh, also, guys, I'd really love it if you got it because I spent like Yeah, August three... spent so much time on this. I had to convert all of these to wavelengths and it was like a whole thing and then formatting it was a pain. Mm-hmm. And then I had to find the right colors. But man, it was, I really like how it turned out. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you for an awesome uh, first season. Yes. We'll be back amazing. in two weeks.
0: I think our first uh, episode will be the... Let me check my calendar. Let's check that calendar. Um, Our first episode of season two is going to be on the 10th of January.
1: Yes, the 10th of January. And do we have a thing we want to do?
0: I guess we'll have to tune in to find out.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) maybe it'll just be us sitting there in silence
0: i guess you'll have to tune in to find out
1: well what's really happened listeners is i looked at jesse and i was like maybe we'll do a thing but we haven't discussed anything
0: <laughs> uh i have a
1: couple of ideas i have I an may... idea and i think we might have the same idea we'll we'll talk about it um that was yes that was one of the ideas I do heard. you want to announce that idea officially no not tune in to find out tune in and find out adios Happy, 21.
0: Yes, 2021. happy 2021. Uh, twenty one. Yes. Happy
1: twenty twenty one. Twenty funny one. Happy twenty twenty fun. I disregard him. Um. Cheers to a better year. Funny twenty one or er, funny funny, tw- funny fun <laughs> tw- twenty twenty fun. There we go. There you go. It's so fun. It's gonna be so fun. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you guys. All right. Moving
0: on. Moving on. We have the banker. Also an Apple TV Plus original. Which I hadn't seen. Yeah. Because you're a bit of a bitch. No, I'm sorry. Please don't flick me. I, I just had my wisdom teeth removed. Then bring your forehead on over here. No. I'm doing it. Audience. Ow. Fuck. <laughs>
1: um,
0: he flicks me when I'm an asshole. I do. I need it to stay in check. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Um... The Banker is a film.
1: um, Stood Observation. Yes, correct.
0: (laughs) uh, That is about two black real estate developers in uh, the Jim Crow era, California and Texas. Um, Which, California is a little more progressive, but they still... um, The the premise of the movie is these two uh, black real estate developers played by uh, Anthony Mackie and Samuel L. Jackson, Um, basically hire a white man as a front for their real estate operation um, to...
1: Who's the white man? Nicholas Holt. Um, And he's great in the movie. He's such a white man. He's such a white man. He's the white... A white man? No! Uh, Um, He... Basically,
0: he goes to all the meetings. He knows nothing about real estate. So they have to teach him everything about real estate and also how to, like, pretend to be a rich guy because he's not rich at all. And the two of them are both... Sam Jackson is very wealthy from the get-go and Anthony Mackie, uh starts off very poor and gets very wealthy over the course of the, the film. Of the adventure? Yes. Um, Nicholas Holt has no money whatsoever Um, So they have to teach him how to pretend to be rich, which there's a very extended scene that is great of them, like, teaching him how to play golf and also do math in his head uh, to do, like, all the real estate formulas and stuff. Right. For, like, property evaluation and whatnot. Um, So he goes in and does all the business deals, like, completes the deal, and then they do all the work from that point moving forward. Um, It is great. Very interesting historical perspective. A story that not many people know that was actually incredibly important. Was it true? Yes, it's a true story. Um, And it was incredibly important to the Civil Rights Movement. Um, It it was huge. And not talked about at all. Um, Hmm. Interesting. It it was one of the... uh, Because... The main conflict of the movie is most of the properties that they purchase are in, like, white neighborhoods. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and so... It was one of the, the... The court case that surrounds this, that is not really talked about in the film, it's, like, the, the end. Um, and I'm not saying it's a spoiler, really, because it's history, so... You know. Um but it's it was one of the things that really pushed the idea of black black people being able to own property in white neighborhoods and basically desegregating uh like space at least. Not necessarily individual locations, but uh-huh. like Geographic locations.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Um, and it is fantastic. Excellent performances by every actor and actress involved. Sam Jack in the Mac Attack. Sam Jack in the Mac Attack, as well as Nicholas Holt, and the actress who plays, uh, um, Anthony Mackie's wife, who I'm gonna look her up, because she's great in the movie. Um, but yeah, the movie is great,
1: I might have to watch it. I mean, I probably will watch it. I
0: think her. you really should. I think of the ones I've suggested she, to you, it's probably the one you would enjoy the most. mm mm-hmm. uh, Nia Long is the actress who plays... Uh, Do you know what else she was in? Anthony Mackie's wife. She is in... Um, Fatal Affair, Boys in the Hood, Big Mama's House, Love Jones, The Best Man, Are We There Yet, The Best Man Holiday... Um hmm. Friday Um Yeah.
1: Okay. I just thought I might know it from something.
0: Looks like a lot of like Tyler Perry stuff. Okay. Um which is cool.
1: Uh
0: yeah. Very interesting, um historically, great performances, very well made movie. Um the cinematography in it is actually really, really good. Um and I just I really love that movie. It was a lot of fun I'm sure. and very, very good. Is it particularly wacky? There are moments where it's a little wacky, um, but it's not it's not necessarily wacky so much as it's like funny. Okay. Um the the scene of like the the sequence I'll say of them teaching Nicholas Holt how to be a rich white man
1: a white man no
0: Ah. Uh, a rich real estate developer um, almost veers into wacky territory uh, and is also like the most comedic part of the movie because there are moments where it's very very serious
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and there are moments where you laugh at just like how these they're hoodwinking everybody. The man? The man. Um and it's great. And like you just like it's not necessarily funny, but you can't help but laugh. That makes sense. I what you're saying. Um at how like stupid everybody else in the movie is. <laughs> um and in history was. Right. Um. Very, very good film. Highly recommend. On Apple T V plus. Mm-hmm. You said you had one more thing. More for shit. Yes, I do have one more thing. Uh, Disney Pixar's *Onward* is on my best of the year list, and August disputes this.
1: I think I like *Onward*, but I think it's like fine.
0: I think I I thought it was really good. Um, I think also like no shade, August. Oh. Oh, I see what you're about to say, but just say it. having siblings definitely made more of an impact i i I would not have viewed the movie the same way if I did not have like siblings I grew up with, which I have um four siblings, one of which lived with me since he was born, one of which lived with me since like just after she was born, my younger sister is adopted. Um, and two of which have lived out of state my whole life, but are still very much, like, my brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas August is an only child, which, um, I, I just, I feel like having siblings, especially, like, a younger brother. Uh Uh-huh. Really made me experience the movie in a different way. Did you cry? Did you cry, Jesse? Yes. Okay, I cried as well. Um...
1: And I'm not really a movie crier, unless I am. And I'm I am very much a movie crier. Am I? I can't write.
0: I cry at, like, every movie.
1: No, I know. I was there.
0: Yeah. Um, half the time, not because, like, anything particularly sad or happy is happening, just because, like, movies, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> movies, man. So, yeah, ha- the experience of having grown up with a brother, um was definitely a part of it, especially when I saw a lot of myself in uh, the character of Barley and a lot of my brother in the character of... Uh, Tom Holland? Tom Ian. Holland. Ian, yeah. Well, actually, that's not necessarily true. I feel like my younger brother and I... Uh, there are elements of both of us in both of those characters. Right. Um. And so it was just... It was very touching for my whole family to see. Um and I also think that what Disney did with it releasing it on VOD and then like a week after on Disney Plus for free well not free but you know for 7.99 a month right um <laughs> was uncharacteristically unselfish uncharacteristically unselfish as well as a very a very nice sweet thing to do for the beginning of the pandemic that a lot of people really enjoyed and appreciated the gesture of um, which is the main reason for it being on my best of list as well as its its impact on me
1: personally it's fair I liked it I mean I don't know if it was the best of the year but that being said it wasn't wasn't like this was an exceptionally cracking year very true uh, alright do you have anything else you want to add about Onward? I don't think I do alright then uh, I would like to say one more best of the year please it's about to be meta oh? Yeah, it's super meta. I'm not calling us the best of the year. We're, we're passe. Right. We're... Uh, I just want to thank the listeners, you know? Absolutely. Thank you, listeners. For tuning in. you
0: who have ever listened to any of our episodes, uh, you guys are great. And we love you very much. Um, when we started this, we really thought it was going to be mostly just us, like... ranting to the void. Having an opportunity to kind of shoot the shit about movies. Right. Um, and... Like, you know, our base isn't huge, but there's enough of you guys that we, like,
1: feel Still do like it. we have an audience. Yeah. And I want to thank all of our international listeners. I have the list up right now. Yes. So we obviously have America. Uh-huh. Then we have Russia, Ireland, Canada, Germany, Israel, Singapore, Spain, Meridius, and the United Arab Emirates. Love all of you. Yes, uh, I would not have imagined like when we started this that we would have listeners across the world. Oh, not at all. No, I, but it's very special. Absolutely, so, very, very special. So thank you, folks, for tuning in. It means a
0: lot to, to the both of us.
1: It does, truly. Alright, so you know what, that's been 2020, that's the wrap. That's the wrap. Uh, so yeah, thank you for tuning in, guys. Um, we'll be coming back, so we're going to take a week off. Or two weeks off. Two weeks off. We're taking two weeks off, then we're coming back at you with something. With something. We don't and, know what uh, it is yet. Yeah, we
0: don't know what it is, and you'll just have to wait and find out. Right. Uh, maybe we'll release a a, a previous season two trailer. Okay. Like we did for the for season
1: one. Right. Um. Uh Yeah. So we'll see what it is. Yeah. Tune in. All right. Say la vida.